the sacrifices of a broken of God or a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, wilt thou not despise. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95, page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 25, page 369. <laughs> Unto thee, O Lord, will I lift up my soul. My God, I have put my trust in thee. O let me not be confounded, neither let mine enemies triumph over me. For all they that hope in thee shall not be ashamed, but such as transgress without a cause shall be put to confusion. Show me thy ways, O Lord, and teach me thy paths. Lead me forth in thy truth, and learn me, for thou art the God of my salvation. In thee hath been my hope all the day long. Call to remembrance, O Lord, thy tender mercies, and thy loving kindnesses which have been ever of old. O remember not the sins and offenses of my youth, but according to thy mercy think thou upon me, O Lord, for thy goodness. Gracious and righteous is the Lord, therefore will he teach sinners in the way. Them that are meek shall be shall he guide in judgment, and such as are gentle, them he shall learn his way. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth, unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. For thy name's sake, O Lord, be merciful unto my sin, for it is great. What man is he that feareth the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the land. The secret of the Lord is among them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Mine eyes are ever looking unto the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Turn thee unto me, and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and in misery. The sorrows of my heart are enlarged. O bring thou me out of my troubles. Look upon my adversity and my misery, and forgive me all my sin. Consider my enemies, how many they are, 
and they bear a tyrannous hate against me. O keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be confounded, for I have put my trust in thee. Let perfectness and righteous dealing wait upon me, for my hope hath been in thee. Deliver Israel, O God, out of all his troubles. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the sixth chapter of the book of Deuteronomy. Now this is the commandment, and these are the statutes and judgments with the, which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you, that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess, that you may fear the Lord your God to keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you, you and your son and your grandson, all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. Therefore hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it that it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you, a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. When your son asks you in time to come, saying, What is the meaning of the testimonies, the statutes, and the judgments which the Lord our God has commanded you? Then you shall say to your son, We were slaves of Pharaoh in Egypt, and the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And the Lord showed signs and wonders before our eyes, great and severe, against Egypt, Pharaoh, and all his household. Then he brought us out up, he brought us out from there, that he might bring us in to give us the land which he swore to our fathers. And the Lord commanded us to observe all these statutes, to fear the Lord our God, for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as it is this day. Then it will be righteousness for us, if we are careful to observe all these commandments before the Lord our God, as he has commanded us. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the third chapter of the first book to the Corinthians. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. 
I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal, for where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? For when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos, but ministers though through whom you believed, as the Lord gave to each one? I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then, neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, you are God's building. According to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become manifest, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him, for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seems to be wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. Therefore, let no one glory in men, for all things are yours, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas, or the world of life or death, or things present or things to come, all are yours. And you are Christ, and Christ is God's. Here ends the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways." to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost, 
as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell, the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. We beseech thee, almighty God, look upon the hearty desires of thy humble servants and stretch forth the, the right hand of thy majesty to be our defense against all our enemies through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing that thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are penitent, create and make in us new and contrite hearts, that we, worthily lamenting our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness, may obtain of thee, the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning to all, and happy Sunday. A couple of thoughts for our third Sunday in Lent here. We start off with uh, Psalm 25, and that iconic first verse of it, of lifting one's eyes up. Um, and putting their trust in the Lord, um, and this is a is a you know a very significant motif throughout the Psalms. Um, that often uh, this is the movement that the Psalms direct us in. Um, the Psalms direct us to lift our eyes up and see that that the Lord is still God, um, despite what is going on on the earth. Um, and this is relevant for us, whether we're in a time of consolation and prosperity, or whether we're in a season of desolation and uh, suffering. Uh, in either case, we can always, uh, we, we should uh, always look up 
because in times of prosperity, the temptation of our life would be to think that um, there are successes and our felt consolations are the product of our own doing. Uh, and in doing that, um, we cut God off as the giver of, of good gifts, as, as James, of course, says in his epistle, um, every good and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the father of lights. And when we're in times of suffering and desolation, uh, the temptation is that God is not there. Maybe God doesn't exist, uh, or God is at least indifferent to the pain that I'm feeling. Um, and this is something we have to continually discipline our eyes to look up. Um, and it's significant uh, that, uh, you know, that, you know, the way that, that God arranges the sacred spaces of things uh, and, and in these movements in the, at these critical points of scripture, uh, it's significant how uh, the, the Lord makes his people to look up at very critical times um, and to remember um, that these things have come from him um, and that there is something beyond um, what is happening just in their immediate vicinity, those things that press in on us from every side, to use another popular phrase in the Psalms. Um, and it's, you know, that's something that carries through uh, the architecture of the temple, which is set on the high place of Jerusalem, which is already on the high place of Judea. Uh, and so that as you go pretty much anywhere in the, the vast vicinity of that city, you would see the temple look, you would look up and see the temple from wherever you were, whether you were, you know, in Jerusalem itself, or um, often one of the, the dark valleys um, leading off to any one of the regions um, surrounding Judea. And so, and and similarly, Christians have picked up on this, and it's it's one of the reasons why in 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 kind of sacred architecture, uh, you have in many churches um, things that draw the eye line to look up, um, you know. And so, uh, in most great cathedrals, you know, you can you you see this this very thing. You walk in, um, and as you walk in, you kind of walk in through a low doorway, but then you are made immediately to look up, um, and there's usually something to cause a kind of wonder there. And so as we, as, we, as we think about that, it really helps us to understand our two readings today. The first one, of course, is about the giving of the law, and it's a call back to the law uh, and the law as what makes the people God's people. Uh, and this is something to be held in um, perpetual remembrance because uh, the Lord, you know, assumes that their children are going to ask, you know, what is, what are these things? What are these things that you take so seriously? And it presumes that there'll come a generation that was not there at the giving of the law or, or was not there at the exodus uh, and those signs of power that made the law, um, you know, uh, made the law what it was to the generation that received it. And so it, it's one of those ways where, um, you know, through remembrance and through that tradition that the father is to teach his son and the mother is to teach her daughter and that, you know, this generation is to teach their children is uh, is a way that we look beyond uh, the thing that we're seeing in our own moment, the thing we're seeing in our own generation to the source and to the giver of those things. And one of the critical ways that that happens both for ancient Israel and for the church is through this kind of traditioning um, that, you know, those who are, you know, those who are mature in this thing are those who raise up those who are immature and new and, and newborn in this thing. And so uh, with the giving of the law, the critical error, of course, that Israel continually falls into is that, you know, they think that the law is that is a, its own kind of self-contained entity, kind of like other codes, right? Um, you know, the, the code itself is the thing that matters. We think of like the, the law of Hammurabi, right? Um, or 
or any of the other ancient Near Eastern you know, codifications of, of laws for the city-state, there is this idea that the law is the thing that matters, the, the principles are what matters. And in the case of Israel, the law is a kind of symbol um, that um, unites them in covenantal relationship with, with God in a living in a living way. And the point of observance of the law is that they live in continuous remembrance, recollection of, and um, and they live in 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 a kind of uh, you know in a trusting relationship with him. That they forego uh, things that often make sense to do in the the anxiety of the moment to you know take shortcuts to take what is take what I can for what is my own. Uh, and to entrust themselves to God to provide for them, um, even though they are not acting in kind of these opportunistic ways. Um, and so it's to continually unite them. But the, the longer that that goes on, the more there, there needs to be that kind of passing from one to the other, from generation to generation. And then we see a similar thing happening with St. Paul to the Corinthians, that the Corinthians have already within the first generation of the church uh, growing uh, have already begun to see the, the, the things of the church um, as the point of the church. And Paul is, again, drawing their attention uh, beyond the anxiety of the moment, which for them at that, at that moment was, uh, you know, who is your kind of guru? Who's your spiritual guru? Is it, you know, Paul? Is it Apollos? Is it Peter? Um, and, uh, and then staking some kind of, um, you know, investing some kind of symbolic value in just the, 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 the guy there. And Paul is drawing their attention again, like God does in Exodus to the thing beyond that, to the giver of the apostle that brought you into the faith. Right. And he says to them, you're seeing things carnally, which means you're obsessed with the stuff that you can kind of sensibly, um, apprehend. And because of that, you are missing the, the the deeper meaning of this thing. You're missing the point that um, all of all of you are being drawn toward one God. All of you are being drawn into one edifice that is the the body of Christ, that is the temple of God, that is the dwelling place of the Most High. And so, uh, whenever we get kind of hung up on the stuff, um, you know, it, we 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 regress into a kind of immaturity that. Um, that, you know, that, that may, causes us to miss that deeper point. And it's not that the stuff isn't important. It's not that Paul isn't important. The Paul has a, re a relative importance given the purpose that he is serving in God's good cosmos. Uh, and so he wants to see the, for the Corinthians to see that they too have a place in the, the kind of the great constellation of loving relationships that is God's good world and the world that he is making new. And as a result of that, until we until we kind of step into those those places and begin to contemplate the rest of those relationships, not just with the things we can kind of immediately sensibly apprehend, but the things beyond them, uh, we really don't sense what God is doing both in in the world, but especially we don't understand what He's really doing with our life. And so, in our in our readings today, we're called back to that. We're called to look up and to entrust ourselves beyond what we can. Um, sense, whether it's um, pleasant things or unpleasant things, whether it's clear or confusing, and to entrust ourselves again this morning. And we'll conclude today um, with our pr uh, prayers, beginning on page 18. We'll start with our prayer for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, 
that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we then unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love in the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all the days of our life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all so much for being here this morning. It's good to be with you. And thanks to Jack, my co-leader. Have a oh, wonderful yes. Sunday. Happy third Sunday in Lent. Thanks, Father Hayden. Thank you, Father. Have a wonderful Hayden. day, everybody. Thank Bye. you. Thank you.